Happy Halloween and welcome to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is uh, the Rob who died and became a ghost who sounds just like Rob. Ooh, this is spooky. So spooky. <laughs> well, you look the same. Thanks. Yeah, you look good for being dead. Well, I really would hope that I would have gone back to like my more idealized self upon death, but I guess uh, you're kind of stuck with like, who you are. Oh, you, just like an interview with the vampire. Or like the Matrix, like you have that sort of residual self-image kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't mind. I mean, you look good. So well, thanks. I wouldn't mind a full head of hair, but you know, <laughs> whatever. Whatever. What <laughs> ghost you know has hair, <laughs> right? I guess yeah. Most ghosts aren't really worried about their hair. Yeah. Anywho, hi. How are things? I feel like good. I've seen a lot of you recently. Um. Yeah, I think we're married. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we are. <laughs> yeah, we've been probably. I think every day this week I've seen you. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we could start with Comic Con. Uh, I think we should. Should we start there? Yeah, lead. Lead oh, away. Oh, you know, before Comic Con, oh. I just want to do a little plug. Everyone, November sixth is coming up. Go out and fucking vote, please. Yes. Yeah. You don't have to agree with us. No. But you should go have your voice be heard. Yeah. I'm. I imagine if you listen, you probably agree with us somewhat. Yeah. But you know, yeah. The important thing is go out and vote because seriously, like, what if if the presidential candidate of did not vote was running, they would have won. Exactly. So really, like, yeah, literally every vote matters. Seriously, like, I know it's it's very you know easy to feel like your vote is just a wash even in california or whatever like wherever you are it's a if it's a deep color state where you are fucking vote anyway please yeah. just get in the habit it's and it's super easy and if you don't know who to vote for just look up some of your favorite sites like who you trust like i look up hrc human rights campaign i look up um different newspapers that i feel are more like have a voice that i like and so or like your lgbtq center or just somebody you trust yeah and though i'm sure they'll have some good information so and, and even then or just you know ask a couple of people get some different opinions um yeah. obviously i'm gonna send you guys on a bunch of homework but like it's not that hard to find out and also this is a thing that um todd didn't realize until i told him you don't have to vote for everything Correct. If you don't have an opinion, you don't have to vote. Or if you don't know how, if you're not exactly sure what they're saying, don't just guess. Just don't put anything. Yeah, it's okay to mark nothing. But if you do have an opinion about something, you should vote on that. I think last time there was like a primary or something, um, I literally voted for like three things out of like 20 yeah. because I had no opinion. I wasn't educated enough to make a decision on anything else right? because um, I didn't, didn't really plan. But I at least knew I was there for a reason and those multiple reasons I did vote on. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get into nerdier talk. That yeah. was nerd talk, but this will get nerdier. <laughs> so let's talk about Comic Con. Yeah. Um. We we did it. We did. Um. We said we would, and we showed up, and it was actually quite fun. It was fun. And we okay. So let's start with trying to get to Comic Con and trying to park. That took well. That took an hour. And we're like, oh, there's plenty of time. We were literally hauling ass to find the room. Well, first to get into line to get our badges because we didn't know where we were going. Which we got jerked around a whole bunch of like, oh, well, you're, it's over here. No, no, it's around the corner. No, no, no. It's back to where you were before. Oh, you're a panelist? It's this table over here. And then we're like, <laughs> how do we get to the damn room? So we're checking the map. It wasn't on the map. We're like, well, where is this thing? It was literally on the other side of the entire convention center. On the third floor, on which the third floor. you rarely go to. It's mostly the second floor. <laughs> so I think we literally 
power walked about three miles by the time we got to the damn room. Oh, I got my steps in for the day. <laughs> yeah. Like, for sure. I was overheating. I was panting. I had to sit on the floor. It was cute. But we made it in time, and um, the panelists were great. Yeah. Can I speak to that? Um. Yeah. It was just, it was a, it was a good, like... It was a good, diverse group of people um, yeah. in that uh, we had um, Jesse, who worked for Pride.com, along with uh, Rafi, Rafi, who was the moderator. Mm-hmm. And we had um, Luigi, who is a well-known cosplayer yeah. and big comic aficionado. And then, um, oh man, uh, was it Meg or Megan? So. I feel bad. I feel I'm like glad. Yes. Um, it's funny. I thought she responded to the tweet. So I thought I had her handy here. Uh, Megan. Yeah. Um, cool. From uh, glad was there to talk a lot about just sort of general media presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was yours truly. And Me this truly. lovely lady. Yeah. Um, as, I was up there. <laughs> as the resident video game nerds yeah which is kind of cool yeah like i like that we didn't have any real i mean obviously luigi is a big video he's a gamer yeah um but he definitely spoke more to cosplay cosplay and comics right than he did to to video games um but he's like an equal opportunity cosplayer though he does video game characters he does uh he does comic characters like yeah yeah, he's kind of you know he runs the gamut yeah he's everywhere on that and so yeah it was a really fun thing it was like probably what 50 minutes Really good turnout. Yeah, there. Even though this room was hidden in the back of you know the middle of nowhere, we actually had a full room. Yeah, it was really very full. Um, and and uh, people actually stayed. Seriously, like there was only a handful of people who who left, but we also had some people come in in the middle. Yeah. Um, and uh, our friend John was there along yeah. with his friend Lincoln. So thank you for coming to that, John. Thanks, that was... John, and thanks for being our personal photographer. Seriously, like some good <laughs> pictures he took. Yeah. We're both using those as our profile photos yes, we now. Are. Uh, and, um, yeah, it was a really great thing. Like, um, I also felt really good to be shopping on the floor afterwards and people approaching us throughout the day just saying, Hey, we were at your panel and it was amazing. And they just wanted to talk to us about that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, or their experiences or, mm-hmm. um, or yeah, just to sort of pick our brains a little bit more. Cause yeah, there were a handful of people who actually stopped us multiple times yeah. to sort of be like, Hey, I was at your panel and I liked it. Let's talk. And yeah, and they were, everyone was super friendly. It was, it was a good experience. That was fun. That was fun. I, you know what? I would, I think I'd be a really good panelist if I kept doing it. Like, it's like running a marathon. When you stop, you get nervous. Yeah. But then when you go again, you go, yes, I could do this every day. So next time I get back up there, I'll be nervous again. Well, it's like, (laughs) I do wish that I had a little bit more prepared just because a lot of the questions, um, caught me off guard luckily i was one two three fourth in line to answer typically and so i had a little bit of time to prepare yeah um i felt bad for luigi who was first and he was always on the spot yeah but like eventually we started shuffling it around and kind of coming to him later just because yeah it wasn't fair he was always on the spot we always kind of think of things at the top you know just at the spur of the moment anyway so we're pretty good at that yeah and some of my favorite moments were actually like you know hearing somebody else talk about something which would give me this sort of springboard to be like oh man let's let's because like yeah i mean you know not to to go deep into the topic but like at one point um so the the topic of course was what uh what fan what fandom and geek culture mean to lgbt people and um 
uh, Jesse actually spoke to the idea of the superhero as the alter ego and the other and like the fact that like you are blending in like from who you really are kind of thing to sort of fit into a certain sort of expectation or societal norm kind of thing. Right. Um, and I love I know I, I, I always kind of forget about superheroes in maintaining this duality like the Clark Kent or the Diana Prince, which if anything, those are like just I want to say dumbed down, but they are less vivid versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. because they're trying to just fit in yeah and um i thought that was actually really interesting because we talked about like just kind of you know with geek uh geek and fandom i think there's a reason why we were so taken by a lot of these stories is because most of those people on that panel have lived um we lived those stories yeah we've, we've lived two lives at one point mm-hmm. or we've just kept parts of it to ourselves until we just were until we were more comfortable with living honestly yeah or or we're in a constant state of transformation and um kind of becoming comfortable with ourselves and ourselves around society and it's just a constant flow of yeah craziness as soon as she mentioned that idea of like yeah the the alter ego or the the you know duality kind of thing i was just like oh wow i never even thought about that well, that's why I always say in my head, even though I, I I wanted to write an article about it, I haven't done it yet because I need to do some more research. But I always, um, you know, Yennefer from The Witcher. Yeah. She's a sorceress. And I identify with her a lot because I feel like she's like a sorceress in The Witcher world is kind of like a trans person. They go through a transformation. Okay, even though sorceresses are always like, deformed ugly people to begin with they um it's kind of like how we feel not comfortable with our bodies to begin with mm-hmm. even though we're not deformed and ugly well hopefully but it's just we're trying to better ourselves to become who we um envision ourselves to be and that's what the sorceresses do in the witcher they're also sterile and what our um especially for trans women what our meds do to us is it sterilizes us and there's just a whole bunch of like a list of things that I could just throw off. It's like it's funny how there's a lot of parallels. We have very yeah a lot of parallels. Crazy. So. I had no idea because I I also don't know that much about the Witcher yeah. lore. Um, so I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Well. This, yeah. yeah. It's it's there's a lot of stuff that can definitely and yeah even if, if it's not intentional like yeah if, if there's anything that sort of echoes our experience then I think we're able to really grab it and mm-hmm. just sort of like embrace that as like you know. Um, a shared experience yeah there yeah yeah definitely it was it was just a really good experience i felt good about us me too that was fun <laughs> yeah um what we, else have you been up to well and then as soon as that was done oh. once we were done with comic-con we went to a party together yes. we took a couple hours apart to like get dressed yeah, to chill because <laughs> we needed at least a couple hours away from each other this week yeah. a little bit of decompression <laughs> yes. and then we went to a, a party that a friend threw um and um that was fun yeah that was really cool yeah. too and you were rocking it as wonder woman rocking it wonder woman 1984 yes i did wonder woman last year that's old news <laughs> <laughs> and um and i was a splicer from bioshock yeah with good. makeup courtesy of you oh you which i very much appreciated because i would not have done it (laughs) (laughs) no look good you look good so yeah yeah. that was a lot of fun and um the house was dressed to the nines right do you use the bathroom while you were there no oh my god they like have like 
in like one of their showers they have like a giant creepy like clown thing coming like over the shower door they like last year they had one oh my gosh how could i miss that last year they had like a mechanical thing in one of their showers like peeking over the curtain and it was motorized so it would actually like rock and move and it was horrifying you're like, I can't pee in front of that. Seriously, like, yeah, it's like, I have a hard time when anyone watches, let alone that. A creepy crawler. Yeah, like, no good. Um, yes, that was fun. Yeah, they definitely get an A for presentation. Right? <laughs> so. Um, Cute. But yeah, I'm trying to think what else has been happening. Um, my family, unfortunately, has been going through some issues a little bit, so I've been stressed out the last couple of days. My stepdad's had some health concerns, but it looks like we are on the right path there, yeah, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, I think what else? Um, yeah, Todd has been out of town. He's back. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's back now. Came back Yay, last night at, like, back, midnight. Um, oh, yeah, that's why we didn't record last night. Yep, because I had to go <laughs> to the airport to pick him up. Uh, and, um, I'm hoping now that he's back, we can, like, resume our Halloween watch through, even though we're not going to make it in time for the actual holiday. Yeah. And, um, I think we're going to try to see Suspiria pretty soon. Ooh, you know what? The ratings aren't very good, but it looks good. I've I've heard it's very polarizing. I've heard it's almost like Mother, in that like you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. All right. It is a movie that did not need to be remade. Like that's I think the thing that's hard for a lot of people is like the original is a classic and it's wonderful in all these really special ways and it didn't need to be remade. Yeah. But I'm going to see the remake because I love Tilda Swinton. It looks like a visual nightmare in yeah. the best possible it way it's great and the score by tom york is great obviously like the, the original score is iconic um but i like tom york and i'm i like the sort of how they zigged instead of zagged a little bit like mm-hmm. i'm willing to give this movie a fair go i may not even consider it suspiria it's just going to be a movie that i'm going to go see and i will disconnect it from the baggage that it has of uh its legacy there yeah no that's good yeah, um, I've been up to a few things, too. I've been, uh, I s- started The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is um, based off Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which is part of the Riverdale universe. How is that? So fucking good. Yeah, you loving it? I am loving it. It is over the top. It is, like, they put so much money into this show. Oh, really? So it's definitely top of the line, like special effects and things like that. And um, the story is interesting. Uh, the casting's great. The girl who plays Sabrina, who is actually also up for the role of Betty in Riverdale. Oh, really? But then she, um, I don't know if she chose Sabrina over Betty or if they decided on the other girl and they're like, well, we have another role for you anyway. And she took Sabrina. Either way, she's really good at it. Um the on senate i did you ever watch the sitcom um i saw maybe like uh, a couple episodes i don't think i ever watched a full episode i think it was more of like oh it's on in the background yeah and like so i didn't really watch it that much i never watched it it didn't never appeal to me because none of those shows really like i'm not a big person on comedy so Mm. it just didn't speak to me but this is dark humor well, so that's why i like it the one thing that really actually intrigued me about um yeah this new sabrina is that it looks significantly darker it looks very yeah. sinister and i actually really like kiernan shipka as well the lead oh that's who that's her name yeah she played sally draper on mad on uh, Men. Oh, Mad okay. Men. <laughs> I didn't see Mad Men. Mad Men's a it was a good show and she was um by the time the series was done 
she was like one of my favorite characters on that show. Okay. And um, yeah, like, she's great. When she like grew up on that show, when she started, it was like she was super young. Um, and she's only time, like eighteen right now in this show. Yeah, like she was at least was a young woman by the time. Mad yeah. Men was done. But yeah, I, I really like Kiernan Chipka. And so I was excited to see that she took that. Because I was like, that seems... I, I like her. She, there's a darkness in her. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty over the top and fun. And um, yeah, did you see Riverdale? No. No, I, I don't watch a lot of the the like teen-focused scandal drama kind of stuff. I don't watch a lot. Of, like, I didn't watch Teen Wolf. I mean, it's funny. I'm yeah. saying this because like, uh, I, I, I always link uh, Teen Wolf to Riverdale to then... Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, because I have a friend who's written all th- on all three shows. Okay. <laughs> he went from show to show to show. Before that, he was on Glee. I didn't see Teen Wolf, but you know, uh, Riverdale's really dark also. I've heard Riverdale I like. is amazing. Yeah. I just, um, but it's weird. I don't know. There's something about the... I think the, you just have to start it. I think so. But yeah, there's always something that feels like I'm going to feel like an old creep. Oh, I feel like... Archie is so cute. And when he... I th- does he take his shirt off in it? I don't know. I, I think, know I've seen shirtless pictures uh, of the I actor, feel like, and he's hot. I feel like Riverdale is constantly shirtless for people. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I um, yeah, I always feel like I'm, I'm going to feel like a weird creep and not understand these damn youth. And, uh, um, but yeah, I, I don't mean, think that's, yeah, I don't like, think, I think he'll be fine. <laughs> to date, I have watched one show on the CW with any real vigor, and that's uh, Crazy, Ex- Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Okay. It's the only one. Like, I didn't even watch Buffy when it was on, back when it was the WB. Yeah. I didn't watch Buffy. Like, there's all those shows I didn't really. Yeah, I never it wasn't watched for Buffy. Because so I was talking to some people actually about why they like Riverdale so much. And, um, because they were like, yeah, Riverdale is like, it's so youth focused. And I was like, but it seems like if Riverdale is anything, it is dark and pessimistic, which I think is what people seem to react to so well. And it's just like this. You know, to use a, a critic it's quote. It's a downward spiral. Like, to use a critic quote about Gossip Girl, it's a nasty little piece of work. Mm. Like, people, and people like it. It's people behaving badly, and there's, like, dark, just sinister shit going on. Yeah. And, like, I think that establishes stakes, probably, that people are really into. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I was excited. How far, I like it. How far are you into Sabrina? Um, Sabrina, I've only seen two episodes. Two? And I think there's ten. Okay. So, yeah, it's going along well. I've also watched... The entire today, the entire season of Castlevania. Too. How was it? I hear it's good. I hear it's better than season one. It's so effing good. Really? Okay, because like every everything I'm reading is like, okay, we might have gotten like the first good like video game TV show. It's so good, and they introduce characters from the games, and even like villains, and like just some like random off characters that you would like they, you wouldn't even know unless you played the games if you saw them in the cartoon. And, um, it, like, Alucard is in it, who's, like, my haughty crush. And, um, the action's really good. The storytelling, the music's good. It's just, it has high stakes, and there's a great, like, family, um, kind of storyline to it. But then there's also, like, a vampire, um, a coup. Mm -hmm. And, um, just, like, a overtaking of, like, kingdoms and, like, the castle and, like, just different, like, magic and power and really fun it's just really fun i like that nice oh and a reason for you to see it and you'll love him even he's in it he has makes an appearance every so often is a zombie pug <gasps> named caesar oh my god <laughs> that's awesome he's so cute oh there's a zombie pug yeah yeah well todd and i really we we enjoyed season one um 
I didn't I didn't love it, but I enjoyed watching it. Season one was very um, religious. Mm. Like the stories surrounded about religion and like. And now we just is... now we just gone into the curse. Well, now that that's all gone, now we can go into like the castle and the different vampires and the um yeah, like the bloodline, the bloodline, yeah, as it were. Nice, exactly. So it's really good. Well, it's, I I've been meaning to watch, um, but instead recently I finished the Haunting of Hill House. Oh yes, which tell us that show is fun. Like it's it's funny because everyone everyone at work was talking about how scary it was, yeah. and I was just like, there was like, oh, it's so scary, it's so scary, and I was like, okay, cool. Well, like scary is so subjective. We'll see how this goes. And for, of course, like part of me and my brain was like, what if this thing is actually like legitimately very scary? Um, but then like I realized eh, it's probably like scary for a TV show. It's like a six out of ten. Well, I mean, like you know, in in the grand scheme of things, of all things scary. Yeah, like TV shows just have a hard time maintaining that for a, for ten hours. Yeah, and um, I have to say, like the show maintained a pretty good creep factor for most of it. It ends a little soft, um, but it ended well. That's the thing; it didn't end scary; it just ended well. And um, but like, there's one episode that I keep replaying a scene in my head. It was upsetting when it was done. I needed to watch like Great British Baking Show for 20 minutes just to sort of like just shake some of this imagery because the imagery in that show is fucking sinister <laughs> yeah. it's great um and yeah like the casting from the young to the old is really good like whoever's in the past and the present they match up real well mm-hmm. um and like now that i've seen the whole thing like the the show does such a fantastic job of fusing the past and the present uh-huh. like it it will it plays with the idea of time and space where without a cut, it will change locations or it will change time periods. And it's fusing these two stories together and you're kind of seeing echoes of the past into the present or, you know, like, and it's just like you're seeing this sort of like the whole show, it sometimes feels very um, dreamlike and just mm. and it's it's very fluid and it just keeps moving. And as soon as you kind of think you figured something out, it just kind of does a little bit of a U-turn in this other direction. It's really cool. And um, did you see Oculus? I did, yes. I don't know if we talked about this last week. It's the same, same director, director. Yeah. who did all 10 episodes. And there's one episode that, as I watched it, I was just like, this feels like Oculus. Like, have I seen this before? As soon as, like, it, I want to say it's like episode 5, I think. And then 6 just really seals the deal on that one. But, like, between 5 and 6, I was like... This feels like Oculus. I, but I, I didn't know that that director's name, and so I looked oh. him up, and yeah, sure enough, he directed. But uh, I loved one uh, of another one of his movies. He did Oculus. He did Hush. I he, loved Hush. He did Gerald's Game. I haven't seen it, but I heard good things. And um, Ouija, Ouija Two, which I love, and I actually saw that in the theaters. And a ton of the cast from uh, Haunting of Hill House has been in all of his movies. Like, you know, the mom is the lead in Gerald's game, and um, the woman who plays her mother in that movie is a, a lead in Haunting of Hill House, and she was also in Ouija 2. She's also married to him. Uh, oh, wow. But, like, uh, Henry Thomas, who was Elliot in E.T., he was in Ouija 2. He's also the dad in uh, Haunting what? of Hill House. Like, there's a lot of crossover between his previous work into, like, especially between Hush, Gerald's game, and Ouija 2. Because also, like, in apparently Ouija 2, um, the little girl. Yeah. And the woman who plays her mother. Yeah. Play young and adult characters of Shirley in Haunting of Hill House. 
Oh. And like, because they, they look a lot like each other. So it made sense to just sort of cast, you know, the girl from Ouija 2 as young Shirley and the mom from Ouija 2 as present day Shirley. Yeah. And so there's a lot of that sort of stuff going on. That's pretty cool. I mean, I, I do love it when directors have like a crew they work with or a cast they love to work with. I, I do think they get some better performances and get, get better results just because they know how they work. Yeah. Um, it, it, it is a friend of mine from work pointed out that it is a show that loves a monologue. Like every scene is an excuse for somebody to have a full fucking page to themselves to just speak it should just be called the haunting of stars hollow <laughs> the gilmore girls story <laughs> but i did but like it's funny those monologues feel they feel very literary and yeah. so it gives the show a little bit of like this heft where it's like clearly not real it's just this yeah. stylized version and it i really liked it i actually just bought the book because um i want to read it oh from was it from the 50s i believe it's yeah the late 50s late 50s yeah it's like 58 i think because they made a movie of it in 63 oh right which yeah. apparently that movie's quite good unlike the 1999 movie which was terrible which was that one? The Haunting. Just The Haunting? Yeah, well, originally it was called well, The Haunting Lily. of Hill House. Lily Taylor. Taylor. And Catherine Zeta-Jones and um, oh, what's Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Um, and yeah, that I hated that movie so much when it I saw it. It was so bad. Yeah. And like, it's... Uh, yeah, apparently it's not aged well. A friend's watching it right now and Facebooking about it. Uh, the, the one scene I always remember from The Haunting is where they're on that spiral staircase that metal mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about yeah. and they get stuck yeah was well, i always remember the really terrible looking digital breath that they all had whenever it got cold oh yeah and um i remember what someone strumming a piano the piano strings and one snaps and like gets oh, them yeah. down the face and they use like a shot glass to avoid the blood going in their eyes um like i remember that and i remember the teaser trailer that's right because the teaser trailer was fucking fantastic yeah because they marketed it very well oh yeah well and back then it was still called the haunting of hill house oh i didn't know that they dropped the of hill house um between the teaser and the trailer i believe um they just renamed the movie but like yeah because it was it was there was i want to say there was like no footage in the in the trailer it was just a uh it was shots of the house and there's this voice saying like you know this is the house these are its bones this is its skin and then it shows the two windows in the front and they light up and it says these are these eyes these are its eyes won't you come in and then there's like big crazy just like distorted footage and loud noises and then it just goes like the haunting of hill house which it was like oh my god that trailer was so cool and it showed so little but it was so powerful all you need is a good rhyme you know, and then <laughs> and then the movie a good haiku yeah and then the movie <laughs> then the movie happened but at least this show is i think was a really great recovery for that i feel like anything i mean this is really mean of me to say but anything lily taylor in is kind of like not the conjuring oh the conjuring was good oh she was actually really good in the conjuring she was awesome in the conjuring yeah yeah but she has a track record of like being in some really bad movies. <laughs> well, and like, and I have to say, like, I don't and know, TV shows. Yeah, I don't know if I just dislike her voice or what, but there's something about her that I never really like watching. When she was younger, she had a very mousy voice, but as she gets older, it's more raspy, which yeah. I don't mind as much. Well, and it could just be also that she just plays characters I don't sympathize yeah. for. Like, because I mean, I remember when she was in um, Six Feet Under, I was just like, I don't like her character at all, and I don't care. Whether she lives or dies. Yeah. Like, she's just ruining my moments with Nate. I hear you. Because yeah. I loved Peter Krause, and unfortunately he was married to her, and she was, like, in the show. Oh, okay. And she was just the worst. 
Oh. Didn't I, I love that show, but did not care for her. Yeah. Well, oh well. We love you and we hate you. <laughs> well, who knows? I mean, maybe that was just the character. She, like the character you were not supposed to like. So maybe oh, she's okay. just a great so she's actress. Just a there, great actress. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, awesome. Yeah. So that's all I've been up to. How about you? Anything else? No, I think that's it. What you been playing? Well, well, um, I've been playing a game. You probably never heard of it. Did you it's... contribute to the masses? Oh, I did. <laughs> uh, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption Two right now. Which Me too. I have to say it's kind of like a miracle. I've already put like seven or eight hours into it, and I typically would not have spent this much time in a Western made by Rockstar. Because like I always appreciate Rockstar games, but I don't enjoy playing them very much. Yeah. Um, but, and I don't care for Westerns. Okay. But this game is actually pretty impressive, and I'm having a good time with it. Although, it's been a while to get used to how slow the game is. Like, everything about it is very methodical. Yeah. And that took me a while. But I am enjoying it so far. I don't have, like, mega impressions on it. Um, but I am having a good time. Uh, how are you enjoying your time in the, uh, the West? Um, I've only put, I've only played the first chapter, which took about three hours to do, The I first chapter say. is, yeah, it's like five or six missions. Yeah, it's, um, I really like it. The graphics are stunning. The snow is just like, you feel cold, because the first chapter, you're in this, like, the deep snow. And, and you're, you're playing on, like, a vanilla PS4, right? And it still looks good. Oh, you have to see the Xbox One X. It's crazy. I feel like I've seen footage, but yeah. It's it's nuts wait did i show you any f- no you didn't see it uh, when you came over on saturday did you No, i saw uh, that high uh, no no what was i showed you game? assassin's creed i thought oh forza yeah um that was good yeah you have to see uh red dead it's crazy but yeah. it's a beautiful game anyway yeah like, no matter what no matter how you slice it right so and the um the music Great. Are you going to get the soundtrack? Um, if they release it, maybe. I'm not sure. I like. I do like at least that the music is not strictly Western. I like that there's some modern elements in there. Yeah. I think that's making it much more appealing for me. Yeah. Um, like the first Red Dead actually had a very limited vinyl release. Apparently, like very limited to the point where like no one was paying attention at the time. And I want to say the original is like one of the more expensive game soundtracks that you can buy. Really? Well, I think this will, they'll make a couple more. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the they made plenty of the um, GTA Five soundtrack on vinyl, so I imagine they would do the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, but other than that, I haven't gotten so, that far into it. I mean, there's, it's got everything a Western has. It's got trains, it's got horses, it's got really funny fucking moments because these, like, CPUs are crazy. <laughs> And um, yeah, I do feel like at least they're they're they've written the NPCs pretty well. Yeah, because like I I I enjoyed the time I spent in GTA Five for the most part. Except I still will go on about how I feel like Franklin was one of the most poorly written characters in a long time. He was mm-hmm. the the first guy you play as the the black yeah, protagonist. Yeah. yeah, and I just felt like he was written by a bunch of like white guys. I don't know. He he didn't feel authentic, or they 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 didn't do anything to make him human. I feel. Wait, in this game? No, GTA Five. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, but meanwhile, though, yeah, you know, like Trevor was such a over the top character that like he was just a caricature of a person. But I loved um, Michael, the middle aged guy that you got in GTA Five, and so um, yeah, I'm actually I I do feel like there's a maturity in the writing 
for Red Dead, I'm enjoying all the character interactions. Yeah. I'm just very excited to visit a saloon in that game. It hasn't happened yet. Oh, it will. Soon. Yeah. Because I love a good saloon. Even just like a bar in like real life to go to. I just love the look of saloons. I love wood. I love like taps. I love barrels. And yeah, I like, you know, like glass paneling on wood. Mm -hmm. Obsessed with that stuff. With like the big letters on it. I don't know. Anyway, that's just me. I have weird <laughs> aesthetic choices. So tonight you were playing Overwatch. Um, are yes. you gonna get back into? Are you like you are committed to Red Dead? Um, well, Overwatch is ending. Um, it's Halloween thing tomorrow. Oh no! So I, I'm just getting my last hours in, basically. Shit! I really wish I could do some more. Um, uh, Junkenstein's Revenge. I just don't think I have any time. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I wanted to get Witch Mercy. It didn't happen, but that's okay. Mm. She's not my favorite skin, but I feel I should have her. Yeah, I don't know if any of the the unlocks were something that like, I was like, I have to do this. Um, I do like the Hammond Pumpkin, but well, like... I got the Moira, and that's the one I really wanted. Nice, the, the Banshee. Banshee. Yeah, I got her. I got, oh, Sombra as the bride. Ooh, fun. Which is cute. Yeah. And there was one more I got. I wouldn't mind getting 76 as the slasher. Yeah, that one's cool. Because I actually play as him. Okay. At times. Like, yeah, because I mean, like, I like like playing a Sombra, but like, I'm more inclined to play as 76 if I'm going to deviate from my norms. Yeah. I would have been really happy if I got the 1980s totally awesome, um... Um, not um, Z- Z- Zarya. Zarya, thank you. Whoa, brain fart. Yeah, that one's really cool. So anyway, nice. didn't happen. And I'm also, I feel like, yeah, I guess those are the only two games I'm playing. So how about you? Um, well, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey as well. Oh yeah, Odyssey. Oh. Duh, that was the one. Sorry. No, that's all good. Uh, so I played a little bit more last night. I actually took out one entire branch of the cult um last night and that was fun um i just got an email from ubisoft today actually with uh, a little bit of my statistics i'm 37 percent through the main story damn girl there's a lot more game though oh my god that game's fucking huge yeah um it's a little daunting but um last night i wanted to play a game that was a little faster than red dead so i fired up odyssey really like i'm i'm enjoying that it's do you feel like you're in fast forward after (laughs) little bit well and then of course and then i like make it even worse where like I have subtitles on, and as soon as I've read whatever they're saying, I'm like, skip, skip, right skip, it. skip, skip. I'm not hearing a whole lot of what they have to say because I read pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, I've been very much kind of going, like, a, as the crow flies, like, oh, I have to go to that guy? Cool. He's right there. I'm literally climbing over buildings to get straight to him. Yeah. Like, let's just go. We're not taking a horse. We're just going. Yeah. We're killing things, and we're <laughs> being an assassin and moving on with our lives. Um. Because, uh, yeah, I wanted to do that. Nice. Um, and then just today, I haven't played it yet, but I bought uh, Castlevania Requiem. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous of you. I need to buy that, too, because I could play Symf- Symphony of the Night over and over. Which I I need to play Symphony of the Night. I, I mentioned to Alfredo today that I hadn't played that, and he shut my office door and walked away. Did he really? He, he shut me in my office and walked away. Do you know what's also awesome is you'll find out, even though you haven't played Symphony of the Night from the um, the cartoon... Castlevania is there's this save this weird cube that nobody really knew what it was for in the game. Oh, and this builds the little coffin around you, right? The save thing or no? Is it the coffin? 
There's one that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there's a little tesseract in the middle. There, of the room. thank you. I was like, did it build a coffin? Yeah, it does. So yeah. it, it transmorphs or mogrifies or whatever into a coffin. But yeah, it's like that weird kind of shape that's there. Mm-hmm. But that shape in the actual, they have it in the show a lot because it's the shape that has the power to move the castle and to like transport the castle, which is why the castle can float. It can go to different areas. Well, that's cool that they actually like explain that. So they're using elements of the game in the cartoon. And I love that. And it's, yeah, paying off that knowledge. But I guess even if you don't have it, you're not really missing out. Right. Like it was fine before not knowing because it was a save point, but now it actually has a purpose other than just saving. That's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I bought that. Haven't got a chance to play it yet. Um, and then, um, just, yeah, because this always goes here, it's the normal stuff. Haven't heard what the November games are for uh, PlayStation yet. Or I haven't seen them anyway for the PlayStation Plus, aside from, like, the leak that they did a little bit ago about, like, one game of next month. Uh-huh. But um, the games with gold, you know, uh-huh. the free games for the Xbox, um, I'm just going to hit the good ones. Uh, for Xbox One, um, Battlefield 1 is going to be free, and I think the DLC might be too, which is a pretty cool find, especially with Battlefield 5 right around the corner. Um, and then for the first half of the month, Assassin's Creed 1 for the Xbox 360 is backward compatible. Wow. And free. One. The first one. That like, one was so difficult for me. the beginning. Well, the mission types in there were, were a little unforgiving. Right. Um, and in the second half of the month, Dante's Inferno, which mm. I loved. Well, and Dante was a crush of the week of mine, like during like the first couple of episodes, I think. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Dante's Inferno. I'm looking forward to playing that game again. It was good. I never played it, but now I can't because it's Xbox. Well, I can throw the PS3 disc at you. Then you should, because it's good. even though I have enough to deal with at the yeah, moment. Yeah, it's just you've got more than enough of my stuff to to go through. But you know what's pretty cool is that we're actually for the one of the first times ever playing like three of the same games right yeah it's actually happening <laughs> yeah so we can actually compare notes yeah um and then my last little bit of, of thing this is kind of a news thing i guess but um it's worth mentioning in this section um i know i talk about alan wake a lot like we there's a tv series coming and i've talked about the game at length uh because it's awesome and fun fact alan wake the for the 360 came out the same day as red dead redemption one Oh, wow. I was actually uh, in line at the midnight launch with a bunch of people buying Red Dead, and I was the guy buying Alan Wake. You're, you are the one. I was the one, because <laughs> I fucking love that game. Or I, I was excited about it, and then I played it, and I loved it. Nice. Um, but um, So Alan Wake was delisted a little bit ago from all the digital stores due to a music uh, licensing rights issue. Okay. Uh, Microsoft has since dealt with that, and the game is back for sale. So... There's no, I don't think there's any particular sale going on right now. I don't think there's anything aside from that it's the holidays or the holiday, the Halloween season. But uh, if you passed up a chance to get Alan Wake, you can get it again now. And it's 100% worth playing. Dope. So just wanted to mention that just because I thought that was noteworthy. Yeah, yeah, totally. Sweet. So, yeah, so that's all I'm playing. Nice. All right. It's time for us to learn. It's time for us to learn a spooky word. Spooky one? You probably already know the answer to, but it's still spooky. So spooky. The word of the week is hocus pocus. I guess it's a phrase. Yeah, well, I know that as like, you know, a magic phrase that someone Mm -hmm. would uh, utter in some sort of uh, incantation. Yes. Or while stirring some sort of witch's brew. Correct. Um, 
but yeah, Hocus Pocus, I guess it probably speaks mostly to the idea because like, I guess people refer to stuff as like, oh, that's nonsensical Hocus Pocus. So I guess it'd be like otherworldly or unexplainable phenomena. Yeah, pretty much unnecessarily mysterious or elaborate activity or talk to cover up a deception. Ooh, I like the, the extra little bit there, just mm-hmm. like the laser focus refinement there. Or Ooh. to magnify bleh, magnify a simple purpose. You know, the other you go, or a movie starring Bette Midler. Or <laughs> a movie starring Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and... Kathy Najimy. Thank you. <laughs> and Thora Birch. Thora Birch. Yeah. And that girl who always kicks the ball over the goal in Ladybugs. What? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I love her. Yeah, yes. Mr. Mullen's daughter, Kimberly. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I didn't even think about That's that. That's her. Yeah. She's so pretty. What happened to her? We talked about this. She played a prostitute That's in right. Eyes Wide Shut. Yes. <laughs> yes, I remember that. And that was about her career. And she's still pretty. Like she was even as a prostitute, like they they made they made her look kind of roughed up. She's still very just a, a very pretty woman. Yeah, that's right. We did have a whole discussion. We I remember did. now. <laughs> okay, moving on then. <laughs> so the hocus pocus. Yeah, that's cool. Nice. <laughs> um, is it time for the vinyl frontier? Oh, it is. Um, we'll move fast though. Uh, so my my copy of Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle arrived from I am Eight Bit. Sweet. Which that soundtrack is just so fun. And it came with a bunch of little like paper cutouts and stuff inside of it. It was like a fun little package. Oh, and it has like a felt mustache on the uh the rabid Mario that's on the cover. It's so cute. That's freaking cute. Um, and then um I got a little notification saying that my copy of Vampire soundtrack and those two Castlevania, Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night, have all shipped. Oh sweet. So they should be here soon. Probably not they they won't be here in time for Halloween, I don't think, but they're coming. Um, and then lastly, this is not a game soundtrack, but um, it is noteworthy and worth talking about. I've mentioned it in passing already. Tom York of Radiohead did the score for the new remake of Suspiria. Mm. And they got a lovely pink vinyl two-disc set um, that's uh, pretty good. It's not, it's not quite as sinister as Goblin's score for Suspiria was the original, but um, it definitely is dreamy and still kind of dark yeah so um yeah i think it's the first time that tom york has actually scored a movie because johnny greenwood from radiohead has done like he did there will be blood i think he did phantom thread um he did another movie called body song like he's done a lot of um scores at this point Uh and so i think this is the first that tom has done oh that's cool yeah so that's the vinyl frontier well i'm glad you stopped rob because you just got yourself stuck I cannot talk. I've been drinking too much coffee and like my tongue is sticking to the roof of my mouth. <laughs> Stuck in a graphic jam that has no cars in it. There's nothing going on because I don't have anything this week. Well, it doesn't sound like a jam to me. It's it's just a keep on trucking. We're jamming. We're jamming on. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, what could I recommend? Oh, well, I've already talked about this, so I'll just like plug it. Go buy and uh, read the witches or no just witches remember i talked about a few months ago yes it's that really scary one about the girl who's like being stalked by a witch in the woods and then all this crazy shit happens to her go get it it's so good and i can't remember the author and i'm not going to look it up but witches w-y-t-c-h-e-s tis the season yeah 
Nice. Well, should we get on to some news? Let's do the news. Um, so I think you had a, probably something to talk about about Red Dead. I do. How did you know? Well, based on uh, when you asked me uh, what I was playing. Well, did you know that Red Dead Redemption 2 um, had the highest grossing opening weekend of any game ever? Highest opening weekend of any entertainment thing ever. Emphasis on weekend, though. Yes. It was in three days. It made, what, 750 or 25? $725 million. Yes. Which came second to its other, um, Rockstar's other game, Grand Theft Auto V, which did, what, one billion? Yeah, one billion in the first three days. But that, but that came out on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Yeah, so, so that's not a weekend. a weekend. Yeah. Which. Ugh. Red Dead 2 doing three quarters of the sales of GTA 5 is remarkable. Because it's a fucking Western. Because it's a Western. <laughs> like, and it, like, it, I feel like it more directly ties into the other game in the franchise, which I haven't played. It, like, this is a prequel to Red Dead 1. Mm-hmm. But, like, um, at least the GTAs, each of them stands completely alone. You know, there aren't yeah. characters that tie over between 4 and 5. Or yeah. there might be some NPCs, but like it's, it was even a different city, I think, between four and five. Yes. I think four was in Liberty City. Yeah. And five is like LA. It, yeah, I forgot what it's called, but like it's like Los Santos. Or yeah, like Los that. Santos. I think um, you're right. And so, yeah, like there's so little crossover in the GTAs. And yeah, this is like a direct franchise extension of Western. Like, and yeah, $750 million. I would say that... Rock- sorry, 25, sorry. Yeah, I would say that Rockstar Games has a very loyal fan base. They do. And, I mean, they don't put out trash. No. For they, the most part. They, they, yeah, I mean, they've had a few, like, odd choices. Like, yeah. But even then, like, those games were remarkable in their own way. Like, they published L.A. Noir, which was remarkable in its performances. And they did... Rockstar Table Tennis, which everyone's like, what the fuck is this? No, I don't even know that one. They made a, a, te- a table tennis game, but it's extremely deep. Huh. For Like, there's spin and all sorts of extra shit you can do to it. It's, like, very... It was one of the early 360 games they made. Nice. And then Bully is another one that's, oh, like, yeah, kind Bully. of a fun side step that a lot of people really like. I... Yeah. I mean, it had a lot of write-ups back in the day. Yup. Cool. But yeah, good for, for Red Dead Redemption 2. That's uh, insane. Uh, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, well, uh, I have a, l- a little bit of housekeeping, actually, to from uh, last week. When we were talking about um, the guy who's in that... like We were talking about... Oh, what did I fuck up this no, no, time, I, Rob? I fucked up. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, we were talking about the game Days Gone getting delayed. Uh-huh. And I was like, it has that guy who was in that show, and he was in this movie, and this movie, and this game. Uh, I inadvertently said he was in Star Wars The Force Un- the Force Awakens. He was in the video game Star Wars The Force Unleashed. Oh, I was trying to figure yeah, out who he, it was. He was, he was Starkiller in The Force Unleashed and The Force Unleashed 2. God, The lead yeah. character. He's the, the secret apprentice of Darth Vader. Um, and so, uh, I don't, still don't know his name, but I, I happened to listen to the last podcast and I was like, ah, fuck, that's not right. He's not in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I just want to say that because I remembered. You know what? I just usually, if you say something, I'm like, he's right. <laughs> I cannot t- dispute that. I was one word <laughs> off. Instead of awakens, it should have been unleashed. You're always right. Oh, no, no, you're too sweet. Until you tell me I'm, you're wrong. Well, I was wrong. Okay. Then I'll believe you. Um. Uh, 
Go ahead. Yeah, you go. Well, uh, just today, uh, I was reading a thing. Um, apparently, there's a beta happening right now for Fallout 76. Oh. And it's a limited beta. From what I've heard, I haven't read up on it, so I'm going to sort of talk out my ass here. Uh, but from what I hear, it's like a very limited beta in that um, it's only during certain times that you can do it. And uh, while you do it, it's only for like a four-hour period before you before it's like over. So it's very, very concentrated, probably stress tests of their systems. And um, apparently there is a bug that has happened, I guess, enough that it got written up. And I saw it on my Twitter feed as well, mm-hmm. where um, there's a bug that is deleting all 50 gigabytes of the game installation during this extremely limited beta. So a lot of people are like so excited about the beta. They're downloading this 50 gigabyte game. They're ready to play it for this limited amount of time they have it. And then and it erases. Due to a bug, it's just gone. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I, I'm curious if... Um, How the hell did they do that? I don't know, but I'm curious if it'll just be chalked up to like, hey, it was a free, it was a beta where you could get early access to something. Like, sorry. Or if they're going to be like, our bad. We patched it. We'll give you like another day of the beta, but because I imagine they probably still want those people playing. They want to know how their systems are going to be affected once the world is populated. Yeah. Um. But we will see on that one. But I I heard that and I was just like, oh my god, like I'm not one of those people playing. But like, oof, my heart just ached when I heard that. I was like, 50 gigabytes, even if you have fast internet, that's going to take some time. Yeah, that's a few hours. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Did you know, did we talk about this already? Um, all the games that are going to be released on the Sony PlayStation, like, classic, the retro gaming thing? No, because that, that lineup just got announced. It did. Uh, okay. After we recorded last time. Okay, cool. So let's go through them really fast. Let's do it. Um, and I played most of these. Battle Arena Toshin Den. Cool Borders cool. 2. Mm-hmm. Love both those. Destruction Derby. Final Fantasy Seven. Grand Theft Auto, the one. OG. Yeah, the top-down one. Yeah, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Um, Intelligent Cube. I don't know that one. Mm, I played that one. Jumping Flash, which was one of my favorite games. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. Mr. Driller. Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Rayman, another one of my favorites. Uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Revelations Persona. Uh, which is the first Persona, right? What's it called? Revelations Persona. I think that is the first one. Yeah. And um, Ridge Racer Type 4. Rid- the three games I bought when I got my first PlayStation. Toshinden, Ridge Racer, and Rayman. <laughs> and they're all on here. Uh, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. One of my favorite games ever. Oh, really? Yeah. We used to have like competitions at my house. To play Puzzle Fighter 2. It was really? the best. Yeah. Uh, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, and Wild Arms. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I have played very few of those. Um, really? I was late to the PlayStation 1 game. Uh, like, I got it after Final Fantasy 7 had already come out, and I got it for the game Medieval. Okay. Which, by the way, apparently, uh, to follow up on last week's non-news, uh, there will be a trailer dropping on Halloween. Oh, nice. For the remake. Which Sweet. I'm very so tomorrow. Excited. Or the tonight. Today. Yeah, yeah, today. Um, Which seems, you know, topical for it to happen on Halloween. Yeah, perfect. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of experience with those, but it was funny. I was reading a lot of articles about like, oh my God, how could they leave out this game? And the thing is, a lot of the most popular games for the PlayStation were third-party titles. Like Final Fantasy VII being there is a big deal. 
Mm-hmm. However, Final Fantasy VII is also at this point on every other platform. It is. Um, and like, but you know, for there to not be Final Fantasy eight or nine or uh, like, um, a lot of people were saying like, where's uh, Legend of Dragoon, uh, Vagrant Story, Parasite Eve, Tomb Raider. Like, there's a lot of games that I think a lot of people are just like, wait a minute, hold on. Like, Tomb Raider? That was like a formative PlayStation game. And it's also Square. Oh, no, that, that was, was that Crystal was, Dynamics. That's Eidos. Oh, I'm oh, so well, confused. Think, well, I think Eidos <laughs> developed, I think Crystal Dynamics published at the time. Gotcha. Now Square, or now, yeah, now Square Enix publishes Tomb Raider, but they didn't at the time. Uh, okay. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a thing where I think a lot of people are kind of like, well, it doesn't have my favorite game. It's like, well, that system also had a fucking colossal library, and you're like, it's twenty games. You can't have it all. Yeah. No, I get it. Where's Gex? Right. Well, it's, I played Gex on 3DO when it because it launched on 3DO. Oh, uh, like I, yeah, I played that one on that that platform, and I loved that game. What, like, what one game would you say? Okay, this should have been on it. I was actually going to think Medieval because that's what I associate yeah. with the PlayStation. Although it's funny reading the list, I was really underwhelmed, and I considered canceling my pre-order because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to play any of these. But really, actually hearing you say like read them out, I was like, you know what? Yeah, I didn't realize that Persona was in there and um, the, Metal Gear Solid One. There are some in there. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid One. There are some in there. I'd be like, well, it's cool to have, but it was at the time like. A game I probably put in hundreds of hours in, like mm-hmm. Tekken Three, so much. But I wouldn't really want to play it now. It's so outdated. Yeah, I'd rather just play like the original Virtua Fighter because it's just so pix or like polygon, yeah, so blocky. Yeah, and so yeah, I I feel like you know, um, I don't same know. with Battle Royale Toshin Den. I would only play that for like nostalgia. Well, yeah. I think the biggest misstep that the PlayStation Classic is doing is that it doesn't come with DualShock controllers. It's oh. coming with normal controllers, which um, that is already limiting the software that it could have. A lot of people theorize that Ape Escape was going to be in this because Ape Escape. Oh, also, a lot of people are upset that Crash and Spyro aren't in there. Those are the games that should be in there. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of Spyro. Nor was I. Like, I wasn't. Yeah, I think I might have been too old. I wasn't the audience for Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. Maybe because they just came out with the Insane Trilogy, they didn't want to... That's the thing. It makes sense. Like, they want to sell the HD remasters of them, or the 4K remasters, and the new ones are beautiful. Yeah. Um, and so, I totally get it, but if you actually... It's funny. If you put a, you know, a gun to my head and said, okay, fine, you get to pick one game that should be the PlayStation Classic, I would have said either Final Fantasy VII yeah. or Crash Bandicoot. Those would have been the two. I would have said ones that are already on the list i would have either said rayman or like rayman launched on the jaguar it's like i consider that to be a jaguar title oh you're right it did well okay fine but but, but it actually found an audience on playstation because no one had a jaguar yeah um jumping flash would have been one of them or um twisted metal okay yeah, twisted metal is a good one but yeah i would have gone more i guess uh metal gear solid yeah, Final Fantasy VII or crash bandicoot do you know what's one game that i love that nobody's ever played hmm. Herc's Adventure. It's funny. I could like, I feel like I could paint the cover of Herc's Adventure. I've never played it, but I am aware that it exists. Because like it's... Uh, was it LucasArts? I think it might have been. I think it was. But it's one of the few like action games they did. Right? Was it action? Or was it... it was like a top down. You can control one of, you control either like Hercules or two of the other characters. And basically you go through beating up the gods and it's like this big spoof um, farce on like... 
I have it. Yeah? Yeah, but it's PlayStation 1. You can play it on your PS3. Oh my god, we should play it sometime. Because yeah, the PS3 is 100% backward compatible to the PlayStation 1. Oh, we should play Ark's Adventure. Yeah. Was it actually, like, some of my favorite PlayStation 1 games, actually, oh, there are some that are not backward compatible on the, the 3. I think it's anything that has, like, full motion video. I have okay. a hard time with because like Rebel Assault 2 does not run on a PS3, which is a bummer. And uh, Braindead 13, which Braindead 13 is one of my favorites. It's mm. from the makers of Space Quest or sorry, Space Quest, Space Ace yeah. and Dragon's Lair. It's that yeah. same like Ready Soft, I think was their company name. Okay. So it's that interactive cartoon. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Uh, I, oh, I, so I also have Puzzle Fighter also still. <laughs> well. And Raymond, the original in that big old clunky like sega cd looking case oh well like i i mean it's funny yeah, i thought about canceling my pre-order but like i think you should do it well and after hearing the list it's like i do think there's enough games in there to warrant at least a revisit yeah plus it's, it's a fun cute. little novelty it's adorable it's cute yeah, yeah i like it well um i'm glad you covered that actually because i had that on my list and i think you did it better um so uh have you heard about the game of thrones prequel it has announced one cast member. No, tell me. So the Game of Thrones prequel, um, it's a spinoff series. We don't know what it's about, but we know at least one cast member, Naomi Watts. Interesting. I love her. Yeah. Um, and uh, all we know is that she will play a charismatic socialite hiding a dark secret, according to Entertainment Weekly. Mm. But we don't know anything else. But um, I love Naomi Watts. Ever since Mulholland Drive... And 21 grams. I was like, she's the real deal. Yeah, she's good. And so um, I'm very excited about that. Because like, I like Game of Thrones. I like her. Mm-hmm. Seems like this is a good combo so far. Yeah. Very cool. Um, There's another really quick one here. Uh, so in less than two years, the Nintendo Switch has already outsold the GameCube. Oh, what? Yeah. Which, like, I wasn't sure I was going to mention it, but I didn't realize, like, you know probably a year ago i mentioned that in like less than a year the switch has already outsold the wii u <laughs> and so like it's, oh it's outsold the wii gosh. u it's now outsold the gamecube what's next next in the sites would probably well yeah i think if they want to go super far back it would be one of those platforms because there was a comparison of how much it sold compared to the ds or the 3ds like i want to say the switch is at 22.3 million units or something like that while the ds or the 3ds i've forgotten which handheld was there was like 78 million it's wow. a huge amount of units so like there's a lot and i don't even know how many wii's got sold like the wii would be the, the true number to break through but um the switch is doing fine so good for them yeah that's dope congrats do you have more news uh no i think that's all i have well i have a few and i'll go a few more and i'll go fast i promise uh are you familiar with attack on titan Yes, the the cartoon or the game or both. Yeah, the the franchise, the IP. I've seen a few episodes. It's creepy. Well, and apparently it is being uh made into a movie with Warner Brothers with the director of It currently attached. Shut up. Well, I know one person who's going to be super excited about that. Ed Jericho, I know you're listening. <laughs> so, did you hear that Attack on Titan? Um, so yeah, I don't know a whole lot else, but I, it's a thing. Every time I see a screenshot of Attack on Titan, I'm always like really intrigued, but I haven't done anything to actually learn anything about it. I just know it's there's good. those people that look like they're exposed muscle and I think they are giants and they eat people. Yeah. They're Titans. They're right. gross. And they're yeah. scary. They look awful. Yeah. 
Um, so I have some bad news uh, about stuff. Um, it's a bummer. Uh, American Vandal, one of my favorite shows on Netflix, has been canceled after two seasons. I've never seen it. Oh my god, it's so good. Um, but there's hope. It was uh, produced by CBS, so there's possibly a chance that it might get scooped up for CBS All Access. Hmm. Um, just it won't be on Netflix anymore. Yeah, I, did we ever talk? We talked about American Vandal. It's a faux documentary series where the first season was about um, a vandal who spray paints a bunch of dicks on uh, the faculty cars at the high school that they go to. I and, don't think we talked about this. Oh my god, it's so funny. It's on Netflix, and the entire season of season one is about who drew the dicks. And um, there's a person that has been accused of it, and like, did he do it? Did he not? These two high school students is like who is being presented as as the editors and directors of this thing. They are interviewing fellow students and getting all the information about everything kind of swirling around this to see if they can clear Dylan's name. And season two, I just watched a little bit ago because it came out maybe a couple months ago. And, and I, t- Todd and I watched it in like, I think two or three sittings. It's about a new person, a new uh, vandal yeah. uh, called uh, the Turd Burglar, where um, there's been many instances in this Catholic high school where they have like done these sort of pranks or something. And so they're trying to figure out who is responsible. Somebody stealing turds. Now they're called the turd burglar. The first incident they do is um, they taint something in the cafeteria, which causes a large amount of the student population to shit their pants all at once. Oh, so they like poison, like, like they got got food poisoning and they all shit themselves pretty much. It's actually a laxative, but they all instantly just like, kind of roll up like lean over in pain and some of them just like haul ass to the bathroom and some are sitting in trash cans some are just shitting where they're standing it's like a whole thing and like the whole uh season is about kind of uncovering uh who is the turd burglar and why are they doing what they're doing see and i was thinking it was going to be like one of those phantom turders who just oh, like yeah. turds the around pooper yeah the phantom pooper um no it's actually it's a really funny show and the best thing is it takes itself super seriously it actually is a lot like the show serial or even um making a murderer yes except it's a comedy oh cool that sounds good yeah it's really like both seasons but they're, are totally they're worth watching i mean it's over well the first two seasons are on netflix um but yeah like the show has officially been canceled by netflix however CBS All Access could grab it because they own the show. Like, they make it. Oh, gotcha. They just don't have their normal distribution anymore. Hmm. So there's hope. Interesting. Well, you might have just had them find a new set of fans. It's so good. It's totally worth watching. Um, And what else? Uh, Oh, on Thursday, the 1st of November, there's a demo for the Tetris Effect on playstation 4 that's gonna be a good soundtrack yeah and it's gonna be i can't wait to play it the game looks so cool i just want it as like a a desktop um (laughs) wallpaper and like and the demo will support vr 4k the normal playstation 4 like it'll like whatever playstation you have and whatever hardware you have it will give you the best experience it can that'd be Um, cool so that's fun nice um a lot of people are kind of talking right now because taron egerton from kingsman he played eggsy uh plays, oh yes 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 he plays elton john in rocket man yes um he did an instagram post of a boy and he referred to him as like a term of endearment i forgot what it was um and so now everyone's theorizing that he might be gay or bi in real life which is exciting because he's adorable mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. he's british and i'm all about welcoming more to the to the party yes you know the brits love 
Man. <laughs> um, and then I have two last little things. Uh, so um, the character of 2B, the lead character from Near Automata, or Automata, however you want to say it, yeah, is coming to Soul Calibur Six. Oh, shut up. Right? I thought you'd be excited about that. You know who is... Um... They have been doing a lot of really cool Soul Calibur skins that like people are just making up and throwing oh, yeah? out there. Have you seen any of them? Mm-mm. Taylor was showing me a ton of them. Uh-huh. And yeah, they're pretty funny. Like a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh stuff, which I've never seen Yu-Gi-Oh. A lot of like Dragon Ball Z. But I mean, if I did it, I would do like She-Ra, Masters of the Universe. Really cool shit. <laughs> well, Tubi is coming and she's pretty cool. Not as cool as Geralt, but well, no. Tubi's cool. Um, and then, uh, lastly, little thing uh, that I, I saw here is um, I thought this was a fun sort of like nod to the past. Actually, I don't know what it you know. It's just how I interpreted interpreted it. Um, so, The Evil Within Two. It's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, in an update that kind of no one really saw coming, The Evil Within Two got a new difficulty mode and cheat codes. Oh. Which, so it has a new um, Akumu difficulty option. I don't know what that is. Is that harder or easier? I don't know. This article unfortunately doesn't say what that is. You have, no. to, you have to link your game to a Bethesda.net account and you'll unlock this new difficulty option. But you'll also unlock various cheat codes that enable things like infinite stamina, invincibility, and one hit kills. And, like, I am actually really excited about that because i feel like since we entered the world of achievements and trophies cheat codes have kind of gone the way of the dodo because you know in order to get achievements and stuff you can't really cheat like you know i know and there's some games of like oh if you do a cheat code it disables achievements and so there are there are very few games i feel that still ship with cheats that you Mm -hmm. can activate and i don't know i like that idea just because especially like bless you because, you know, I'm old and I don't want to be punished by a game that isn't a Dark Souls game anymore. And um, also, especially, I feel like for The Evil Within, it's a really smart move. Or The Evil Within 2, rather. It's a smart move because a lot of people don't play horror or survival horror games because... Um, they're the, scary. They're scary, first off. But also, the, the, the scariness compounds the difficulty for people where, like, they really don't want to lose. And so I could imagine actually kind of like having one hit kills or invincibility or even just infinite stamina so you can run away and like actually really kind of walking into this game super confident and actually getting to enjoy it for it to be a game instead of being always terrified I'm going to die. Well, it is supposed to scare you. I know. And it is supposed to be challenging. It's a game. I know. But also I I like the idea, though, of like if you don't want that, you don't have to do it. Yeah, it's just like going through like a Halloween terror maze at Universal Studios. Totally, but I like the fact that there's an option now. Except like you could kill people. Whoa. Or monsters. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I felt, it felt like a, a kind of a nod to the past, and I think a really pleasant one Yeah. at that. You got to get your game genie out, Rob. Right? Seriously, like, yeah, my, my ac- pro-action replay. You got to get that book out and type in those codes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was kind of neat, though. That, like, I, I would like to see more of that to be honest, of just like, you know, achievements be damned. Like, let's let's break some games. Let's have some fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's nothing new. We've been doing it since day one. Well, yeah, but with like is... up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B. So. But, but once we started rewarding, you know, in-game behaviors, a lot of cheats just went away. 
Yeah, that's true. Because, like, you know, in GTA 3 and in, you know, Vice City, there were codes you could do, just enter on your keypad, and, like, it would drop a tank in front of you. So you could just use a tank and cause some mayhem and, like, have some fun. And I want to say in, like, GTA 4, I think they got rid of all that because at that point we were in Achievement Town, and it was just like, here is your game. Play the game, please. Oh, you want to cheat? Sorry. I mean, there might be cheats in that game. I don't know for sure. I didn't play that far into GTA 4. Which one was GTA 4 at? Uh, that was Liberty City Liberty with Nico City. Bellic. Yeah, I didn't play that one. Was, and I wanted to really like that game because I liked the character of Nico, but unfortunately every five fucking seconds my cell phone would ring and it would be my obnoxious cousin saying we should go to strip club to see American titties. And I was like, I don't care about you. Yeah, I don't want to see those American titties. Yeah, stop fucking calling me. I'm enjoying the storyline of Nico being a likable guy until he's not apparently. I didn't play far enough where he becomes like a villain. Gotcha. Well, okay. Yeah. So that that's all my news. I'm done. That's your news? I'm done. What's wrong with you? That's not enough. I know. <laughs> well, actually, I ran out of, of lines on my, my sheet. I don't go into two pages for these uh, these agendas here. I think that's a good idea. Cause right? We could do this all night. <laughs> oh, my God. You know me. I got the gift of gab. Sweet. Well, that's cool. Um, I guess it's time for the crush. Crush. Of the week. Crush. Nice. Smash. Crush. Will you go first? I always go first. Mm. I was not prepared and I was drinking some water. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of out of crushes right now. So I'm, I'm going for like, you know, I'm making it work. Uh, so my crush this week is actually Alexios from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. He's not quite my type. He's sexy. Um, I think he's sexy. Well, I do think he actually is probably one of the most like, no, like one of the characters they've designed who actually looks like a person. Even though like they built characters who were, you know, uh, inspired by real people like yeah the way his eyes move and the way he talks and just like his um the i feel like odyssey's done such a good job with character animation and i feel like they brought him to life very effectively um and so uh i um yeah so he's he is nice to look at um and also right now um i've turned him into like a total like pansexual interesting dude mm. he has now slept with a guy yes in the game a very flamboyant man nice um he slept with him uh and um uh he's also as i mentioned in previous episodes he has slept with an old woman uh yes. for money That's right while her husband waited outside kind of rooting us on it you're a gigolo like. oh yeah totally like while her her cuckold of a husband just waited outside um but yeah so i uh so right now, Alexios is a big old man whore, and um, very cool. I'm kind of enjoying that. That's what I've turned him into. So therefore, he's crushworthy because I'm playing him that way. Your Alexio is my Commander Shepard, right? I was like, <laughs> oh, if I see the romance option, we're gonna try. I mean, you don't get anything unless you try. And it's, it's not like romancing one person. I don't think romancing one person is really stopping me from romancing anyone else because clearly, me banging an old lady didn't stop me from hooking up with a dude. Yeah, that's one thing they need to work on on these romances later on is like, if you sleep with this person, word gets around. <laughs> you sleep with old women for money. <laughs> oh my God, I could totally earn so much more money if people talked about that. Okay, you could make a whole business. Seriously, like, I'm always short of funds in this game. <laughs> like, I just need you know, to start. And I always have too much funds. I feel like I need to open up, like, Alexios', Alexios's uh, man brothel. A brothel. A brothel. Hey. Hey, yo. Yo. (laughs) Well, my crush is Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption 2. Ah. 
Yeah. I do love a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Because so I was racking my brain through uh, Red Dead so far, the people I've met, and I was like, yeah, so far. Yeah. No one in this game's quite bangable. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you're uh, seeing Arthur as fairly boink-worthy? Oh, yeah. You know, and they say mothers don't let your sons grow up to be cowboys, because Satine will get him. <laughs> Is that why they say that? <laughs> That's why they say that. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> She's a man-eater. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, get it. Yeah, I'm hungry. <laughs> um, nice, cool. So, happy Halloween, everyone! Happy Halloween! Yay! Yay! And don't forget to vote. Yes. And you can, whoops, you can reach me at Satine the Dream on Instagram, Twitter, and Satine on Twitch. Or you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at BitDiff Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Or you can email us at blah, 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 or you can email us at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Including holidays like Halloween. Yeah. This is Halloween. Quite literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, and uh, would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play? And uh, just while you're, you know, being a citizen of the internet, just go follow us on Spotify. Yeah, and if you have any really cool Halloween costumes, send them our way. Because we yeah. want to see them. And we can do some, some regramming. Yeah. Is that the phrase for that? I think so. Reposting, regramming. Yeah. Yeah. On Instagram, we can repost stuff. If you've got, a, especially if you got like a cool nerdy getup. Yeah. Show it off. Yeah, we want to show it off, too. Nice. Yeah. So, oh, we didn't even say what, oh, yeah, we did say what we were. You said spice it. Okay, never yes. mind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, happy Halloween, everyone, and ciao, Bye-bye.